Hi, I'm Stage and Stage's Lin-Manuel Miranda, and you're listening to The Hamilcast. Boots and cuts and boots and cuts. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the Hamilcast. I'm Jillian, and Mike and I are wrapping up our three-parter with Chris Jackson. So if you haven't already, check out episodes 222 and 223. And if you really, really want to catch up, check out episodes 97 and 98 and listen to CJAC's first episodes on the pod. And just a reminder, because we mentioned it so much over these three episodes, the Hamill film is right around the corner. Remember how we had to wait until October 2021? Not anymore. Disney Plus, July 3rd. And guess what? I'll be right there with you watching it the second it drops. I'll see you on Twitter probably, right? Definitely. And lastly, I just want to say I'm beyond grateful for the time Chris has spent on the podcast. I'm honored to call him a friend, and I can't wait to have him back on, which will be whenever he damn well pleases. Let's see, Jack. All right, I think that's it. Let's jump back in. Here's part three of three of this conversation anyway, with my president and yours, Mr. Christopher Jackson. She's okay. So last thing for Maureen, she says, do you think when Washington sends Alexander home at the end of Meet Me Inside, was it because you were mad at him or was it because you were trying to keep him safe so he could meet his son? No, I was mad at him. That was based around the fight in Newburgh. Now, if you've read the Hamilton doc or the Hamilton um, book, they were headquartered in Newburgh, New York, and Washington had called Hamilton to his to come to him to his office or whatever. Believe I'm getting this right. Uh, Hamilton was finishing up something that took him a little too long. Washington basically said, uh, the hell, what the hell took you so long? And Alexander was like, I was doing something for you. Why are you tripping? (laughs) (laughs) You know, but no, they, they, they had a fight and it took a lot of people to get them to, um, get him back into the same room, back on the same page. But Washington was like, take your ass home. Don't be insubordinate. Mm -hmm. (laughs) If you can't do the job the way I want it, you can't do it. Hamilton, sir, meet me inside. Meet him inside, meet him inside. Son, don't call me son. This war is hard enough without infighting. Lee called you out. We called us. You bluff. solve nothing. You aggravate our allies to the south. You're absolutely right. John should have shot him in the mouth. That would have shut him up, son. I'm not your son. Watch your tone. I am not a maiden in need of defending. Charles I am Lee, no. Thomas Conway. These men take your name and they rake it through the mud. My name's been through a lot. I can take. Well, I don't have your name. I don't have your titles. I don't have your land. But if you know, if you gave me command of a battalion, a group of men to lead, I could fly above my station after the war or you could die and we need you alive I'm more than willing to die your wife needs you alive son i need you alive Call me son one more time go home alexander that's an order from your commander sir go home everybody gets yelled at by their boss at one point or the other right. <laughs> and that's and that's what happened i feel like that is true whether you're playing George Washington or whether you're just Chris Jackson. <laughs> like I, I get yelled at by everyone. <laughs> no, I feel like if you just called me out of the blue, I'd be like, oh my God, what did I do? I'm in the principal's office now. What happened? No, 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 no. <laughs> well, Tommy gets that same treatment. If I see a, any notification from Tommy, I'm like, shit, what did I do? Well, you have to stop thinking that way. 
I know it's so unhealthy. No, I feel bad. Now I'm gonna be like, <laughs> oh, uh, I'm gonna text oh you. God, I'm just I might you. call you now. No, you're um, an authority figure. No, that's that's, all I'm that's the I'm role. That was just the role I played. Yeah. Um, now I used to be. I, people used to say that I was intimidating. I'm like, I ain't intimidating nobody. But then I realized I put off that that energy because I was, you know, nervous and socially awkward. And so that's what happens. It is. That's what happens yeah. when I'm scared to death. And then we start. I start a new show. I'm not, you know, I'm probably going to be a little cranky, you know, or just are a little distant. I was cranky during this whole run for for him. We we talked about we talked about it. And I was I was talking about just again just the other day. And I'm reminded of it when I listen to the soundtrack. I'm reminded of how uh, how much tension there was, you know, and how stressful it was. And and mostly because I brought that in. I love that you're open and honest about that, because I think that's a thing that a lot of people don't talk about in life and i think a lot of people are struggling with it and therapy therapy look just you know weakness is not a sign of weakness there you go <laughs> there was a, a really cool vendor at this year's and well i i met her at this year's broadway con and she makes she has this company called scenery bags jen jen yes and she makes bags out of old uh curtains and backdrops recycles recycles them and one of the bags <laughs> was inscribed with the sentence it said um Please don't hold against me anything that I say during tech. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that meme for quarantine now too. <laughs> We've all said things during yeah. tech. Tech is very stressful. It's yeah, very stressful. It's, it's horrible. <laughs> yeah. No, it is. People have asked me like, "What was your what was your favorite scene? What was your least favorite scene?" I'm, it's always helpless, satisfied. My two my two favorite women in the world. <laughs> shining doing their most amazing work but because of the tech of that of those two numbers i don't i wanted to die and it's not even about you at all no it was that it was like three (laughs) days of being on that oh god hold all right hold that's a hold everyone hold (laughs) yep go back to one hold yeah go back to one hold how they staged it once they learned the number then how they staged it in case the turntable stopped working which it did a couple of times and yet we were still able to do the show because they had staged a version of it without the tape the turntable actually working you go into a rehearsal now for any of the big tours uh, or, or any of the stuff they're doing out of town they have a rehearsal turntable that they use how nice how nice <laughs> <laughs> that's so sweet must be nice yeah can we talk about bull sure season five Yeah, Chris is asking, how's the Bull TV experience been? Will we see more Chunk in upcoming episodes or maybe more Chunk singing apps? I I am happy to report that I have been uh, informed by our showrunner that I will definitely be doing more work. Apparently, the plan is for Chunk to have graduated from law school in the next season and share some of the load with Freddie Rodriguez's character. Great. Which is both... Uh, terrifying and gratifying. Mm-hmm. Terrifying in that there are just pages and on pages and a fourteen-page day, and you're in all of them. That's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of work. But um, no, I, look, it's theater with cameras. It really is. If you're doing TV right, it's it's you know, you're 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 still making a thing with uh, with people, and like we're just able to watch it forever after it's done. You know what I mean? <laughs> and there are days where it, it's watching paint dry, but um, again, m- the, the main difference of, of of now versus when we spoke, you know, what a couple years ago now, um, is that I've gotten 
quite used to and and like the um like the challenge the daily challenge of trying to make it better so you know try to do it better yeah yeah Cassie's saying my hubs and I watch Bull every week and we have loved seeing Chunk play a more significant role in the show lately so she wants to hear about any behind the scenes shenanigans with any of the cast members if you have any stories well anybody that watches the show knows that Geneva Carr is one of the funniest women that's been on a Broadway stage <laughs> in the last 20 years and she's on our show and just by the her the sheer force of her personality and She's incredibly professional and always like on on it. She don't forget lines. She doesn't go up on lines. She is ready to go. I am the opposite of that. <laughs> so I don't know if this is a story about hijinks as much as it is an example of, you know, you got two theater vets in this already in this cast of, of the six of us. Um, Michael Weatherly is as generous a dude as he is funny, as he is professional, as he is silly, uh, and, and all of those things. He's he's the quintessential leading man and a really great role model for, you know, someone like, you know, like myself. Um, Freddie Rodriguez is probably the guy that I get in trouble with. <laughs> because while he's a pro as well, we're the same age. We're both from Illinois. Like, he went left and he went right and I went left and I'm in New York and, and, and he's been in the movie business the whole time while I've been on Broadway. But like, you can't look at either one of our, our phones because he finds the most ratchet stuff <laughs> on, on, on Instagram. And it's not, not, not like, it's not like, you know, stuff we get fired for, but I mean, it's like he, if there's a joke to be told, if there's a funny meme, if there's a video of somebody falling down a flight of stairs, <laughs> He's going to send it to me on the next break. And then, you know, I don't have my phone with me on set most days. And so I get um, I get a look from him like like he's, you know, like swallowed a canary in the middle of like a, a serious <laughs> scene. And I know exactly what it is. And so I, as soon as they yell cut, I race to go get my phone. Um, but, yeah, that's about as silly as it gets. You know, we've been through some things that are at our at our show um, that have made us. Clo that brought, cl brought us closer and um, you know we really care about and th this includes the crew like we care about each other and we're happy that everyone can take care of their family and everyone can you know have a place to a safe place to work and and um, and we're excited that we get to do another season it's gonna be great do you guys like to rehearse or do you like to rehearse for on-camera stuff yeah we always rehearse we always oh. will you know throw the lines out there just so we can hear it when we block it we kind of insist on it we used to um, do table reads um, and then, you know, we'd start sort of at before we do a table read before the episode started shooting. And then the pages kind of started coming later and later and later and later. And so now we have to do a rehearsal before um, before we shoot. Otherwise, it's just a train wreck. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Cassie's also asking, I'm, I'm also wondering if there are any relationships on the horizon for Chunk and how you'll approach them as a wonderfully loving but straight man. Or she says, is that not necessarily an aspect of Chunk Palmer we're going to dive into? I, I don't know. You know, uh, a, a lot of different ideas uh, have been put out there. When this show was initially developed, the Michael Sam uh, story headline was in, you know, in the, the news quite a bit about the, you know, the pro football player who was openly gay and and was hoping to be drafted. And and um, it's not been quite uh, clear to any of us, especially the showrunner that we have now, why that had to be an aspect of his life. It just kind of felt like a hat on a hat on a hat versus meeting these people 
in a different with a you know in a different way i never it never um it was intriguing to me but it never felt like the through line of any of the character work i was doing on the show necessarily need, needed that element or that it would be an element that would make him more interesting you know what i'm saying and so that was that's been a part of a discussion that's been going on for a long time i don't know if we're going to get into that you know i mean we're in season we just finished season four and we're just now kind of getting into bull's love life a little bit even though it's sort of been sprinkled around the edges it's an episodic it's not it's not a show like a this is us it's not a gray's anatomy it's a, just a different kind of episodic and so uh it's kind of got its nice groove i don't know how how much they're going to want to change that Mm. Now we're going into a little bit of a grab bag and Kelly is asking, we're going right back to the West Wing. <laughs> All right. What's oh, next? Hey, you got me. <laughs> she says, what's next? What's when next? When I say what's next, I mean, I'm I ready mean, to move on to other business. <laughs> to move on to other things. That's such a good gift. So what's next? <laughs> oh Nothing? God. Great. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I got all the quotes. Oh my posts. God. Um, best. I am working on a record. Oh. <gasps> It is independent. I don't have any more news other than it's being worked on, like Great. literally being worked on. Great. I am going to be performing in the Capitol on the 16th. We're going to tape. Uh, I'm going to, I've been a asked to uh, open the National Memorial Day concert. Now, most of it, almost all of it is remote and they're going to be re-airing clips from years past and great performances from the show in years past. Uh, the way they have it set up is that I'm going to be with a very minimal crew shooting on one of the, the balconies of the Capitol, which is overlooking the East Lawn where the where the concerts normally held. And so I'll drive down there. I'll stay in a hotel. And then, you know, we'll obviously it's important to keep everybody safe and keep myself right. safe. But like um, but we're going to do that. And and I've, it's one of the most enjoyable experiences I ever have, because um we don't get to do this very often we don't get to honor folks in a very specific way that isn't somehow self-aggrandizing you know i like I, it's not about me i like being able to sing the national anthem at, at a ball game because i like being able to pay a tribute to the security guard who's you know who's a vet yeah and the police officers and the the paramedics and and the staff who've all done some form of service um and now in this environment like grocery store workers and yep. nurses and doctors you know what i mean like it, it's always taken on a deep meaning for me um so i'm glad that i get to go and and you know take part in that concert again this year and then there are a couple of things that you know the freestyle doc is coming out mm -hmm. which is very 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 exciting so we'll start exciting. we'll be doing press for that too um soon um and i have a couple other things that you know will be announced soon which is which you're is a secret keeper what are we gonna do i have you to know? be today i'm not gonna pry i respect yeah. that I respect I'm, the work. I'm excited, but we'll come we'll come back and talk about it. Okay, great. <laughs> Ellen says, "Hi, Mr. President. Hey, what's the next type of Broadway role you're interested in doing?" Oh man, one that lets me like you know do do three shows a week. I don't <laughs> <Yeah>. know. <laughs> Just bring FLS back. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm I'm I hope coming to a place where in the next couple of years, uh, you know, things will have settled down a little bit here at home. Uh, and it would allow me to go do a show. Yeah. You know, the, the, there's a lot of different idea, uh, uh, factors that go into like deciding to do a role or deciding to do a show. I know we're, we're, they're just right now. It's not, there aren't options right now. It's simply because I need to be close to home and I need to be, uh, a dad. Right. 
And so when my wife says, okay, well, we can start figuring this thing out, you know, for not a three-year commitment, but, you know, something shorter than that, then we'll, right. we'll start discussing it. But like, yeah. I can't go out of town and open a show to, for tryouts. That's just not something that I can physically, financially, career I can't do that. But that's not the only way that things happen. So we'll, we'll uh, keep our, our, uh, our ears to the grindstone. I, I'm, I, I, I'm itching. Yeah. I really am. Yeah. I've been itching for a minute. I wasn't for a while, but now I am. So, Did, do you think FLS sort of woke that up a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. There's nothing like, because there's nothing like Broadway. There's mm-hmm. just nothing in the world like it. And so that to me is is definitely a goal. Um, I don't know the answer to your question. I don't know if the role that I want to play has been written yet. I don't know if there is a revival that is interesting enough and that age is in the right way to do it. Um, and I never say never to anything. I'll consider everything, but I haven't. Um, a couple of things that come across my desk, but again, I can't talk about them because I don't know if they're happening anymore, you know, but like, we'll see. But I'm definitely open to it, though. Awesome. Jeannie Marie says she's asking, what was it like to write songs for Sesame Street? And do you have a favorite Muppet? <laughs> Grover is my favorite Muppet. Grover. <laughs> yeah. Super Grover. Yeah. him. Yeah, I'm like... <laughs> I just feel so bad for him. I want him. To, I want him to succeed so yeah. much. You know what? Almost as much as he wants to succeed. Oh my god! Um, I think getting to write for anybody over at Sesame Street, anything, um, is just the best thing ever. And knowing that I have added significant things to the canon is really, really special to me. You know, I'm a girl who's going to change the world. Yeah, him too. No. I know. Sorry. I didn't, I didn't mean to bring down the conversation. That guy. Oh, God, Bill. That guy's a real bummer. Bill's my, you know, that's my dude. Um, yeah, it used to be way more collaborative between the two of I, the two of us. But, you know, now it's just like, hey, got a song. Check your email. 
Bye. Right. And then we have 30 second conversations about he trusts what I do. And like we work really, really well together, but we don't talk a lot about the work anymore because he's he's got to oversee 20 other songs being written that same week. So it gets a little <laughs> he's a little he's a little busy. Um, but no collabing with everyone over there is like if you want to know what Joey feels like, walk into the walk into the studio when they're recording or shooting Sesame Street. It's like, it's just unadulterated, unapologetic. It's joy and it's hard work and effort, but like, it's joy. Everybody that is doing that really does want to do it when they want to be there. And there's nothing better than interacting with, you know, that kind of energy. Have you ever hugged a Muppet? It's like a life goal of mine. I just want to hug a Muppet. Oh God. Um, so, uh, Prairie Dawn oh. <laughs> and Cookie. You hugged Cookie Monster. Cookie Monster gave me a hug. It was a wrap. Even now. Like, that's right? my dude. He's my second favorite. I just want to, like, feel their little furry faces on my face. Oh, there's not. It doesn't feel good, but it, but it feels good. But it feels you know, good yeah, it feels good. <laughs> They're nuts. I love all of them. Oh, that's amazing. Carolyn says, any chance that Have a Nice Day will be performed as a complete production? How awesome was it to be part of that cast? And was it as much fun as it sounded like in the Audible release? So I'm going to ask you to please explain to the listeners what she's talking about. Okay, so Have a Nice Day was a script that uh, Mr. Billy Crystal wrote. And it starred uh, Annette Benning and Kevin Klein. And just like a murderer's row of really, really amazing <laughs> actors. And I played, uh, Kevin Klein uh, plays the president and I played his body man or his, 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 yeah, his body man. And um, we were at the vineyard. It was, was it the, was it the vineyard theater? This great theater downtown. We did a live recording of it and then Audible published it in um in its entirety which was really really cool to do a play reading you know it's almost like doing a radio play uh mm. it was just really really dope the presidential motorcade pulls into a supermarket previously known primarily for a listeria outbreak in 1984 <laughs> and that's all about to change supermarket shopping spree uh, are, you, are you kidding are we are we really doing this well, you, you want our old life. Well, here it is. You, you, you still remember the rules? You get a cart, I get a cart. Yeah, and I'll meet you at the cashier in under 10 minutes. Okay, what are we making? A little pasta, a little salad. Okay, under 20 bucks. Piece of cake. That's extra. Go. Jessup, you have to do something. I'm on POTUS. I've got a team covering the first lady. That's the best I can do. Jonathan is going to shit a chicken. All right. Hey, Jonathan. Don't put me on speaker. Uh, uh, why? We've made an unscheduled stop at the Piggly Wiggly. What? I repeat, the Piggly Wiggly! <laughs> we find the President of the United States hovering over Roma tomatoes as shoppers scramble for their cell phones. Jessup does his best to make sure no one comes near. Consequently, in December, I was at the Kennedy Center Honors at the, uh, the uh, awards bank, or the award banquet, at the State Department, and I, I get on the bus, and I'm sitting right in front of of Kevin, and I, he didn't recognize me, and I was like, "Hey, Kevin, how are you?" He's like, "I'm fine." <laughs> I don't remember where I know you from, <laughs> and I said, well, "Have a nice day, Bill, Billy's thing, downtown." Oh. 
well, how about I pretend to be the president <gasps> and you pretend to be my body man? And let's see how far that gets us. He talks, it's just amazing. That is so peak talk. Kevin Klein. Oh, man. He's great. It's amazing to me that he is on Bob's Burgers. Like I, we love Bob's Burgers, but he <laughs> that he plays Mr. Fishoder, this like eccentric nutcase is oh, like man. it's perfect. And like it's like Kevin Klein. Yeah. What? He's Kevin freaking Klein. Kevin freaking <laughs> Klein. I watched In and Out the other night and it was like the most de- <laughs> the most delightful. I forgot how that movie. I forgot that movie. It's yeah. ridiculous in every way, but like it's Kevin Klein. It's Kevin Klein. <laughs> That's my man. dude. Yeah. <laughs> Nell wants to know, how long does it take you to learn slash master songs? And do you think the original cast will ever come back together to reprise their roles in the future, whether that be on stage or in some other format? Well, I think the filmed version is is some format of that. I'd say it's a pretty good representation right. of it. Um, I don't know about going back. Yeah. Because I would only want to do it with everybody that did it. Right. No, No shade to anyone who's doing it now or anyone who's done it since I left. But I'm I'm just particular and um we just want to see my my friends do this this thing we did um in the hypothetical sense. I don't think that I'll ever kind of I don't think I could come back and do it. Right. I don't yeah. know if I could approach it the same way. Um once you figure the, once you think you figured something out, the the discovery's gone and then you know and I didn't when I left I hadn't sort of I, I don't feel like I'd mastered anything. But I don't know how long it takes me to get comfortable with a song. I think um, I think you have to repeat it so that you understand it technically and physiologically what it requires of you. But the emotion part of it is I don't think ever something that you can kind of um, that you can strategize over or that you can plan for. You know, I think if you're being true to it, it just takes it takes a while to understand the environment by which you're you're offering and you're singing and, and doing that. Like it's just different for everyone. And so, you know, memory is a, a tricky thing for me. So I have to sing something quite a lot before I am before I've crisp proofed my own, you know, thought processes. I think you know, these random thoughts will just fly through your head and then the next thing you know you've forgotten the whole damn song um that didn't used to happen to me but you know i ain't young no more so i have to (laughs) and i i did a performance with a teleprompter and after i did that boy oh boy i should i should they should have never given y'all money (laughs) like i should have never had a chance to do that because now i want it um but yeah, that's yeah, the process changes on a daily basis depending on how cloudy the brain is. Zoe says, what was it like to watch the In the Heights movie come together? And if he can talk about it, great. But if not, a simple love you is fine. So Zoe also. Well, Zoe, I'll you. start out with I love you, hon. <laughs> um, I do. No, every moment of uh, watching that thing, you know, from a distance and then inside of it for a minute and then done with it and then coming back to like you know lack and uh and lynn and john they 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 decided to ask they called on people to who've done the show before to come in and do like background sessions for the songs because we knew them you know um and even if we didn't it was i think their way of keeping it in the family totally which is amazing uh and so i i just because i was still working at the time i was only able to do one session um, but 
at the end of it, they brought us into the control room and we watched them do breathe for Spira. And (laughs) I sat there with Eliseo and I openly, like, there was a moment where you see one of the cast members from Broadway doing the same line that she did in the show. Uh. In the movie. As a as a member of the community or whatever. And it just literally I lost I lost my shit. I just yeah. I was ugly crying in front of a room full of people that I've cried many a tears with before through you know for the last 15 years. But like this was a family thing. I don't know how they they pulled it off because they brought us in. They let us, you know, they let us they let us in the house. Right? Yeah. We built a house, they built a new house, and then invited all of us in. And that's a beautiful thing and a rare thing. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Um, But I won't experience any more joy than I did in that particular moment um, because it was just beautiful. And and like, how can you be mad? Like, it's it's amazing. So that's what I can say about the movie. (laughs) Yeah. You know? But that's what I can say about the movie. Like, they did it right. It's going to be amazing. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that they're waiting. And I think it's going to be a tremendous thing once it is, um, once everyone can feel safe enough to go into a theater and and just put their troubles down for a little while. Because it's yeah. going to be really something. Was it like riding a bike, singing those tunes again? Oh, man. Yeah. I, it's just like one of those things like you never feel like they're, they're never really out of you. Because <laughs> I mean, also when you do something, you know, 700 times. With a you know with an audience and a heightened sense of like sensory and physical memory like it stays in your body you know yeah. yeah yeah Melissa is asking can you take us behind the scenes for the some good news sing along Good evening everybody even though it is very clearly the afternoon and welcome to SGN. John, what is SGN? That's a good question. For years now, I've been wondering, why is there not a news show dedicated entirely to good news? Well, desperately seeking my fix somewhere else, I reached out to all of you this week, asking, nay begging, for some good news. And boy, did you deliver. After reading those replies and the incredibly heartwarming stories that came with them, I thought, all right, enough is enough, world. Why not us? Why not now? So, ladies and gentlemen, this is your fault, and this is SGN. I'm John Krasinski, and if it isn't clear yet, I have absolutely no idea what I'm doing. The original Broadway cast of Hamilton, you guys all came back, and you performed Alexander Hamilton, and it was amazing, and it fed everyone in a way we didn't know we needed, and it was wonderful. Um, And that was another surprise, another secret you guys all kept. We didn't know anything about it, and suddenly there you all were. Aubrey! Hi. You've had a rough week, I hear. Mm-hmm. I heard you're a big uh, Hamilton fan. Mm-hmm. Scale of one to ten, what do we think? Are we a are we a seven or eight or million? A million! Wow, that's amazing. And you didn't get to see it. This Corona thing—it's a real bummer, isn't it? Yeah. But you know, the social distancing thing is very important. So I have a deal for you. When it's all over, I will fly you and your mom to New York, and you will see Hamilton on Broadway. How does that sound? Booge. Yeah. Hello? Hello, Miranda. Hi, Aubrey. How are you? Uh, I'm Good. so sorry you didn't get to see Hamilton. I'm so glad to meet you. Oh, wait. Something. Oh, wait, oh, wait. Sorry. There are a bunch of people just joining. That's my favorite song from Hamilton. How does a bastard 
orphan, son of a whore and a Scotsman, dropped in the middle of a forgotten spot in the Caribbean by providence impoverished and squalor, grow up to be a hero and a scholar. So yeah, if you can walk us through it, that would be amazing. Walk us through the process of how we did that. Yeah, or like just or that the phone call. I mean, it might be as simple as I got a phone call, I got an email, I signed on to Zoom, and here here it is. Yeah, that well, that was it. Um, it was, uh, can you be a part of it? And of course, we were like, sure. So we all f- got the guidelines to film ourselves and did. Um, and so we had to pre-film it because Zoom doesn't let you sing. You know, it's fast, but it ain't that fast. Mm. Uh-huh. So you can't can't sing in real time. You know, so we kind of worked out how we were going to do it. And then they were able to, you know, it's a TV production, so they were able to do the TV treatment to it. Left to do for someone less astute, he would have been dead and destitute without a cent of restitution. Started working, clerking for his late mother's landlord, trading sugar cane and rum and all the things he can't afford. Selling for every book he could get his hands on. Living for the future, see him now as he stands on the bow of the ship, heading for a new land in New York. But we did sing the thing in real time to the young girl. We oh, did that really? day. It was messy. It wasn't as it wasn't as oh. seamless as the thing. So the version that you guys saw was the TV kind of treatment to it. But it was really special to do that. So she got to see the whole, just the grid of all of you. Oh, that's yeah. so awesome. In real time. And Lynn played the bass note for it. And then, oh. you know what I mean? Just to kind of keep us on the rails. You know, but That's we all awesome. we all wore the same shirts, you know, the same tops and set in the same positions that we recorded in. <laughs> yeah. uh, so it, so it kind of, you know, but John's a lovely dude. He's he's fantastic. And um, and it was great to just get together. Yeah, well, that's, yeah, what we were talking about before, you know, everyone coming together and and in some kind of way, you know, we had some good news and the filmed version of the show. And, you know, David said he went on, I don't know if he did an interview or an Instagram live. And he was like, I forgot. I didn't know. I didn't know my part. I had to listen to it. He had to like study it and rehearse it because he's like, it's been so long since I sang that. And you guys are coming in at different times and harmonies. And he was like, I had to do a little bit of homework. That's okay. It's fine. You guys nailed it. Because he's David. He can do whatever he wants. And he's a unicorn. Mm-hmm. And unicorns get to do it, you know. <laughs> yeah. If you go back and look, if you go back and watch it, you have to look at the wallpaper that he has in his house. Okay. I'll go back and do it after we wrap. It's incredible. <laughs> the wallpaper. It's just like, is there, bizarre. what can't he do? No, it's just bizarre. Like he just, he's just plugged in. He just finds, he just finds the things. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm a square compared to him. And that, that's why I look oh. at him so jealous. No. But like, <laughs> no. Yeah, that's my dude, man. Michelle is asking, can you tell us about how you relax and also how you get hyped up? I imagine your craft requires both ends of the spectrum. And do you follow the sports ball? What's your favorite team? Golf is my sport right now. I play a lot of golf. I'm passionate about it. I'm not like, but golf golf is athletic to me. It's not like leisure and, you know, polyester pants and, you know, drinking mint juleps. It's not that. Like, it's... I, I grew up in the tiger era of golf so i'm a i'm a golfer like mm. i really appreciate what they do and it's a very hard sport to play well um so that's kind of my thing how do i get hype 
focus on what what the material is focus on the um on the moment i don't i'm not generally one of those rah-rah you know chest bump dudes um my job is to create a moment that you get excited about that level of excitement is measured only by what it i try to meet the moment where it is you know what i mean i'm not trying one of those i never had to like pump myself up and do all these crazy breathing exercises that are meant to like you know raise your heart rate and <laughs> try to manufacture it i think if you're true to the moment and you've studied and you've done what you're supposed to do your body will respond the way it needs to respond <clears throat> but emotionally i try to stay as level as possible um because you're never as high as your lowest moment you're never as low as your highest moment you know like you you gotta you have to be able to, the only way to meet it is if you can stay in an even keel and just be ready um and not sway too much mm-hmm. you know? so how do you kick back because it doesn't sound like you're really coming that far down if you're not hyping yourself up that much how do i kick back i'm doing it now oh. talking drinking gatorade okay um it's so interesting because (laughs) shaky shaky which shall remain nameless shaky shaky shaky. (laughs) Shaky, shaky. (laughs) but um you know it's so funny because you guys are both improvisers and mike you've been improvising for years and years and years um i mean close to as long as cjack has really and your your prep your like pre-show routine sounds very different (laughs) yeah well for improv i like to get my energy up two starbucks double shots and nick and i would uh shadow box (laughs) with each we would hold up our hands and we would we would throw some punches okay get our energy up it's kind of like lynn and tommy or lynn and and bill doing opposite hand fight yeah there you go you guys there's a dog there's There's a a dog there's a dog oh yeah sam came down to you know i have to uh take my daughter to her, her grandparents this evening so sam is my alarm clock oh, <laughs> oh, hello sam i love you how much time do we have he's a muppet we have a couple like more minutes all right Come great. um so i've mike mike has the last question i believe right yeah i don't sure. know what it is but oh so real quick so um lynn not Manuel Miranda, is she says, you know, in 2016, while recovering from cancer surgery, I immersed myself in the cast recording and all things Hamilton. Washington's strength was a huge inspiration to me. I splurged on a ticket to see the show right before the Tony Awards and pretty much wept all the way through. I had the great privilege to talk with Chris Jackson and thank him for the beautiful characterization and the hope that it brought me. So my question for the man who originated my favorite role in the show and saying my favorite line if you could sit under your own vine and fig tree anywhere in a post-coronavirus world, where would you be? <laughs> Damn. <laughs> wow. Right? Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Maybe back in my hometown, Cairo. Maybe for a little while. George Washington's going home? Yeah, sort of. You know, not to be too <laughs> on the nose, but I wouldn't yeah. stay, I, I couldn't stay there forever, though. I'd have mm-hmm. to, you know, I'm, I'm good for a couple of days and then I have to get yeah, nice little hard reset. Yeah, mm-hmm. it you really know? is. Yeah, it's so healthy because you can still be, you know, really, really recognizable. To I've always been recognizable in my hometown. I worked at the grocery <laughs> store. I was, sing, you know, I was at the church every day, and like everybody always knew me. But um, but folks will leave you alone and let you sit, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's a yeah. beautiful thing, you know. Yeah, it is. They'll catch you on the on the flip and talk to you. But um, yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not retiring anytime soon. Good. Nice stop. We need you. We need you. I, I got C-Jack. too much to do. So before we wrap up, do all the social media say our Mike Gushy, thank you. Mike, what do you got? Okay, so Chris, I asked Jelly Donut this question uh when he was over. Off the top of your head, what comes to mind as some of your or your favorite 
real pet peeves song. Like a song that exists in the world that reminds you of the pet peeves game and yeah. FLS. Oh God. Any 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 mumble rap song ever. <laughs> Every mumble rap song. And I don't have to, I don't need to mention anybody specifically, uh-huh. but any of it. No 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 sound like a yes it's 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 horrible it's horrible that that song that style of rap sounds like that's your pet peeve right (laughs) but i meant like what song comes to mind as like a fuck like what song would you put on when you're angry and you have oh i'm sorry i didn't understand the premise i I love the answer regardless yeah (laughs) you know get off my lawn (laughs) um probably anything anything um it might just be like uh, uh, ready to die. Ooh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, it might be ready to die. Yeah. Ooh. As I sit back and look, when I used to be a crook doing whatever it took from snatching chains to pocketbooks, a big bad motherfucker on the wrong road. I got some drugs, tried to get the avenue sold. I want it all from the Rolexes to the Lexus. Getting paid is all I expected. My mother didn't give me what I want. What the fuck? Now I got a clock making motherfuckers duck. Is that what uh, Gimme the Loot is on? I think Gimme Loot yeah, would be on yeah, that yeah. album. Whew, that, is, that is a, yeah, that's a workout song. <laughs> it's all yeah. going to get you mad. <laughs> yeah, real talk. <laughs> yeah. All right, cool. For, for Jelly, it was Funk Dat Funk from that. the 90s. Jelly, Jelly's strange. <laughs> Jelly had the answer right there, though. Yes, I that's how it. he, that's because he sat around thinking <laughs> about like, it. He's like, I love him so much. <laughs> that's, how, that's how he does. That's my dude. That's how, he's, he's, that's yeah, how he yeah, does. He's, he's, got, he's just got a treasure trove right up there swirling he's, around. He's, he's strange and brilliant, and I love him. <laughs> I lo- same. <laughs> same. I love you him know, so he, he left this apartment at three o'clock in the morning when he came over to record. Uh, we're doing that. We're doing the, the version of that. We're like, we you know. Yeah. We're a few hours in. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> so, Chris, I really I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. You are the most supportive. You are the kindest. You it means the world to me that you come back and that in in this in the second recording you're talking about a third and maybe a fourth. I, yeah. I love it. Yeah. I uh, I appreciate you very much. Uh, thank you so much for being here. Do you have any? I mean, everyone knows your social media, but is there any last you know something you want the people to know? A website? A something? I don't know. You're kind of you're you're big time. No, you know what? I take you can't even I, go to I, dinner. I take I take the opportunity to just um, remind people to continue to to invest in self care and to care about other folks and to um, be prepared for more insane, stupid people who want to run around and <laughs> and protest the wrong things. But like keep keep your head in the game and mm-hmm. um, keep loving on each other and keep loving on on you know the things that bring you joy uh, it it we're going to get past all of it but like it we just have to remind ourselves that we'll we'll get past it you know what yep. i mean like it's, 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 it's sometimes it's hard to remember so. yeah and if it feels hard it's because it is hard you're not imagining things but but it will get better yeah yeah M- mike you have some social media for the people before we sign off oh sure at mp smith nyc on the twitter and the instagram and at ted and michael on the twitter for ted and michael read sketches into microphones yeah the sketch comedy podcast yes you kind of need in your life i'm saying it yes <laughs> yes um, so i need it so hard so i need that yes, so hard you need it 
my god um thank you everyone so much for listening um, and still caring about this podcast for all these episodes later and all these years later thank you to like two the two most handsome and and lovely men in my life for joining me for all these hours i appreciate it no better <laughs> way i'm looking at you oh yeah see jack he's doing some hilarious bit where he's no 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 like, no 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 um, no, I mean, really, no better way to spend several hours on on an evening of a quarantine. Than quarantine than so, thank you so so much. Uh, right. All right, you I'm guys. Never buying pre-made margarita mix ever again. Thanks. No. Don't, dude. It's, no, recipe. don't do it. Don't do Mm-mm. it. Shaky, shaky. So I love, shaky, I love shaky. everyone. I love just everyone right now. I'm full of love. Thank you so much. I I'll talk to you so soon. I'm G Pen. I'm M Smith. I'm G Dubs. Yes. His Supreme Royal Highness, the President. Uh, and nothing more. Nothing more. Nothing more. Jillian, you've lost control of this. You know that, right? (laughs) You know, as soon as we say we have enough, that's that's my time to shine. Now it's just dudes doing what dudes do. As long as you're recording this, (laughs) (laughs) just send it to me in 10 minutes and I'm fucking happy. As long as I have it. More episodes have been having outtakes at the end, which are always popular. (laughs) Because I'm not good at any of that, like, at all. And now I even forget my point. But, oh, yes, card games and jokes. I can't remember card games and jokes either. Or or my the point I'm trying to make in a conversation. That's where we are, folks. Quarantine brain. Quarantine brain. Does she like math? After having done it for with her for nine weeks, I'm not sure if she likes it or not. I know she feels good when she accomplishes it. I know I'm a spectator. I can't possibly help her do any of it. Right. Which, you know, it's great for my self-esteem. But anyway, I digress. <laughs> Just a sucker with no self-esteem. Oh, way, oh, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mike, you're, you're slaying it right now. You are so killing the game right now. <laughs> Smash Mouth. Any of the Smash Mouth songs. Hey, now. You're an all-star. An all-star. Yeah, walking on the sun's better. You would say it like that. You're an all star. You're an all star. (laughs) You would never. Yeah, me like smoking my 120, be like, hey, kid. (laughs) You're an all star. (laughs) This thing's going off the rails. (laughs) (laughs) What else you got, Mike? What else you got? Come on. Come on. Come on, Mike. What do you got? I'll throw song titles at you all day long. No, no, no. no. If we're we're crossing genres, I mean. We don't want to do that. My music hits me so hard. Make me say, uh, oh, my Lord. Thank you I mean, for blessing me with my to rhyme and two hype feet. <laughs> Boom. Remember when MC Hammer did the Adams Family theme song? That, that oh, yeah. The credits? Oh, they yeah. do what they want to do. Say what they want to say. Live oh, how they yeah. want to live. Play how that they was, want to That was dope. We were all trying to learn that one. We yep. were all trying to learn that one. And then for Adam's Family Values, it was tag teams, Woomp, Adam's Family, there it is. They just adapted. Adam's Family, Woomp, hey, there yeah. it is. They just, and, they just and got dropped all Adam's- the blood from that stone. <laughs> just all of it. Just Correct. All of it. A super dope home, homeboy from Oaktown, and I'm known as such. <laughs> and this is a beat you can't touch. <laughs> <laughs> Touch this. My kids discovered that song last year. Ma, 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 ma.
The Hemelcast is brought to you by my love of the thing, TM, and my complete lack of chill. Please join me in raising all the glasses to Sir Alex Lacamoire for generously making my intro music and this custom Yorktown arrangement that I will never, ever get over. Thank you, thank you, thank you. To become a Patreon peep and get the chance to ask questions to guests, get tons of behind-the-scenes access, and join the best, kindest, and most welcoming corner of the internet, go to patreon.com slash thehamilcast. I love you guys. Thank you. Hashtag Team No Chill. I'm at The Hamilcast on all social media, and you can listen wherever you get your podcasts. The Residuals is my web series with my husband, Mike, you know Mike, and can be found at theresiduals.tv. True Crime Obsessed is my true crime comedy podcast with my podcast soulmate and Broadway royalty, Patrick Hines of Theater People and Broadway Backstory fame. Thank you again so much for listening. It means the world to me. To the revolution! revolution!